Hey, hey world. We are super excited for this opportunity to share our worldview with you. And no, we don't claim to be experts, but our life's highs and challenges are a credible enough experience if you ask me. Moms, we see it all. Dads too, but we ain't talking about dads today. A friend of mine gave me some really good advice. Never let anyone make you feel like you can't talk about what you live long enough to experience. Wisdom. Let's start with an introduction. Who are we? Our viewers need to know. I'm Angel, born and raised in East Orange, New Jersey, and now a proud Southerner for the last eight years. Divorced for two and enjoying my single season. And no, that's not a diss to marriages. I love the idea of a healthy marriage and sharing my life with someone is a beautiful thing. I still desire to be married again, but maybe soon. (laughs) I just believe in having that time to reflect, heal, focus on the things that you enjoy and become a better version of yourself. I work for a top 100 insurance firm for the last 13 years. I turned my side hustle into a business called Angel Heart Extensions. Check me out. I also created Triad Women's Pop-Up Shops where we host quarterly business markets for local women in business. I'm a member of the greatest faith-based ministry of all time, Maranatha Fellowship Church in High Point, North Carolina. Special shout out to my church family and my pastor, Dr. Harvey Chip Rice and First Lady Thursday Rice. We love you. And last, but certainly not least, we're talking titles The best one is Holly's mother. Yes, I have a simply beautiful 14-year-old daughter who I adore, and she's my co-host. Holly, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, everyone. It's Holly here. As my mom said, I'm 14. I'm just wrapping up my eighth grade year, but thanks to COVID-19, I can't really graduate. Some interests of mine are soccer, and I've been playing since I was six writing, and children, preferably babies. Okay, let me elaborate. While I was younger, I enjoyed writing and I wanted to become a journalist, but now my interests have led me to want to become an obstetrician. I'm actually waiting on my acceptance letter to a few middle colleges right now, but also because of COVID-19, I have to wait on that too. (laughs) So let's jump into the purpose of why my mom and I created this podcast. So about two years ago, we wanted to start a YouTube channel to encourage other moms to strengthen their relationships with their daughters while having fun. Fast forward to now, and we have not created this YouTube page, but we have thought about a podcast that will help us reach all audiences such as parents and youth. I believe we should have strong relationships with our moms. We need our moms to coach us, encourage us, parent us, uplift us, and sometimes we just need a friend. So that's our purpose, and that's enough talking for me. So mom, let's just jump into this episode. Awesome. So the title of our first episode is Mom, I Have Some Burning Questions. (laughs) And let me just start off with, you know, I think it's very important for us to have open communication with our kids early, 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 guys. I mean, you know, 
the level of maturity of your kids, you know what they can take, you know what um, they can answer maturely. So, Holly, Holly has <laughs> been given the opportunity to ask her mom some burning questions. Yes. So let's kick it off, Holly. What did you come up with? What did you start with? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> if you could only have one superpower, what would it be? Bah, that is not a burning question, but I'll answer. <laughs> if I had one superpower, I would like to fly so I can get everywhere as quick as possible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you thought that wasn't a burning question. I started off easy for you. Okay. <laughs> Let's spice it up. <laughs> <laughs> At what age do you think a teen becomes an adult? Hmm. A teen becomes an adult. Okay. I would say if we're talking just age-wise, I would say about 25. Wow. And the reason why I say 25 <laughs> is because you think of 18 to 22, 23-ish kids are in college. They're, you know, finding their way, figuring out what they want to do in life, getting their first real careers, you know, and I just feel like at that point, some kids may still be at home. And I just feel like an adult now I can speak to this and say that at the age of 25, a woman may be out on her own um, paying 99.5% of her bills on her own <laughs> without any assistance from her parents. Um, she's... Um, financially stable she can hold her own home she can um she can manage things on her own with minimal to no assistance from her parents or outside sources that's when I think um a young person an adult or young woman rather is an adult okay I actually I actually get that because you know, I've I've really perceived it as that when it depends on their mindset, mm -hmm. like because certain people grow faster in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I I don't I definitely don't think you become an adult at eighteen just because people say that you do doesn't mean that you actually do. Certain people can, certain people can't. So that's mm -hmm. how I perceive it. Okay. 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 The next question. <laughs> would you rather I had no friends or friends you don't like ooh <laughs> <laughs> no friends or friends I don't like oh my gosh <laughs> it's like <laughs> you don't win either way I guess yeah. it's not for me to win so I would have to go with friends I don't like and okay. I would say that versus no friends because then I'm like, okay, well, why is my daughter not social? Why doesn't she have any friends? Why, you know, why is she a loner? Does she just like being home by herself? And there, that's great too. Some kids mm -hmm. who just love that. They don't like being around a lot of people or may not have, you know, friends that they're really cool and close with. But mm -hmm. I would say friends that I don't like because I just feel like I have this natural given gift 
from God to relate to kids. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I can't, if there's something that I don't like about them, I have to really kind of dig deep about why. And it could be something that that child is, is doing that I can see myself in when I was your age, mm-hmm. or sometimes it can be how they're parented. Um, and I see that a lot. And that's why I'm, I'm into a lot of your friendships or I want to be more involved in your friendships because I know that people are parenting at different paces, parenting different ways. Some parents are not involved. Some parents are, you know, super, super tight um, with their kids and sheltering them with everything, which I don't think is, is, um, is, is a successful way of looking at parenting in this age then there's also parents who are extremely loose with their kids and allow them to do so much so I would just say I would think well I'll have to lean on you having friends that I don't like and pray that I can impact that in some way okay I, I like that answer <laughs> okay <laughs> next question when did you have your first relationship Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Are we now look, I have to say for are we talking play play relationships or real relationships? Cause I got two different answers. <laughs> I feel like maybe when you were younger you couldn't really tell the difference. You probably thought it was real. So yeah, we wanna know first. We wanna know first. <laughs> okay. I would say I had to be about maybe 13, 14 years old and I caught myself having a boo. Um, yeah, I thought I was having a boo. My, my my parents and my mom didn't know I had a boo, but I had a boo in school. We didn't do anything back then, but um, we, we were friends. We probably talked on the phone and probably smiled and giggled at each other in school. Maybe held hands, but that was pretty much it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, the question is, do, really... do you have a boo? No. Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. No. And this is, this is probably a good pin right here. So, Holly, when can you date? Tell the people when you can date. <laughs> this is funny, okay. I can date. I believe in, I believe in high school when I'm a senior, I believe, like my last year of high school, which people say is usually the easiest. So like you're almost completely done with everything and it's your last year of high school. I, I, yeah, I think senior year. What is, what is mommy's preference? Hmm. We've when have I about... talked? Yeah, when have I talked about when I think you should date? Mm, when you're in college? In... Yes, when you're yeah, in college. In college. Yes. And we and I say that I I stand on that because I just feel like dating so young um can be a a big distraction. And when you have a kid that needs structure, that needs, you know, a, a timetable to keep them um, um, honest. 
and and not even just that I just feel like this day and age kids are dating or call themselves dating so young that they're opening up themselves to things that they probably shouldn't at this age and when I say we live in a generation that so sexualized and things they're dealing with in school um, I just don't want that to be a distraction for my daughter and young men and women you know and I tell Holly all the time dating right now the only thing you can do is say okay that's my boyfriend that's my girlfriend because mm-hmm. you can't go on no dates with them there's no huggy kissing touching feely there's none of that so at what's the purpose of having a boyfriend or girlfriend at this age and you can't do nothing with them mm-hmm. so you might as well chill until your brain is at a, a point where you're mature enough to maintain a relationship and have self-control and things of that nature so but anyway go ahead, I, Holly. yeah <laughs> I do I do agree with that as well but I also still want to base it off of maturity level like okay it's definitely not under senior year because I feel like when you're a senior you're 18 you probably have a job you're able to support yourself a little bit but your parents are still chipping in of course you're probably still living with your parents but I feel like when you're able to pay for stuff and we actually have a car to drive, like I feel like that's a little bit more of a qualification for that. Yeah. To date? So, but you need okay. a mature but you need to have a good maturity level. I feel like you have to be ready for it. So do you think that a guy who's let's say he's eighteen, he has a little job, he has a little money in his pocket, he has a car to drive. He has the qualifications to date my daughter. No, that's not it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Hey, you telling me that's what he needs. So I'm uh, just making sure. And, and, and uh, it, the maturity level also needs to be added into it because maturity can mean a lot of things, like different things with their personality. Like there are a lot of things that chip into maturity. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. The question that I really want to ask, do you search my room when I'm gone? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I search your room when you're gone. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <sighs> I want to ask Probably another not thing. All the t- not what? all the time, but, but most times. And Where I'm sure go- some parents out there that be doing a little bit of digging when them kids is gone. Where, Don't what, lie. What you be looking for? I don't understand. Just making what, sure there's nothing in that room that I didn't buy. What in the world? That you didn't buy. So you trying to see yeah. if a boy bought me something? What in mm, the world? Maybe. What in the world? Something that shouldn't be in there that's in there. You know. Oh my God, boy. <laughs> Wait, I remember a time when you were small. Okay, guys, so we had just moved to North Carolina from New Jersey. Holly was five, so she completed portion of her kindergarten year in Jersey, and she finished up here in North Carolina. And the I want to say the last quarter of the school year, I let her catch the bus. And I would go to meet her at the end of the parking lot to get off the bus, elementary school. So she came home. I usually would take her book bag from her. I would walk in the house and I would t- empty out her book bag. It's a Friday. 
you know, see what junk she got in it, throw it out. And I see this little paper and I open it up and it reads, do you want to have sex? Oh, Oh, guys, I almost flew. (laughs) Listen, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. So Holly's looking like all scared and nervous. I'm like, Holly, where did you get this from? So she's like, oh, so-and-so wrote it to me. And um, I was going to show you. And I said, okay, well, well, what what does this say? Because, you know, she's five. She's like, oh, do you want to have sex? So I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I had no words. <laughs> so I'm like, Holly, so what is sex? Oh, just kissing. Like the Maury Povich show. I fell <laughs> on the floor, y'all. Because I'm like, okay, she don't know sex. Sex means kissing. Okay. But then I was like, dang, do I watch Maury that much? To where she knows... <laughs> Oh my goodness. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the time when you're like when a child is younger, I feel like a lot of adults don't realize that we pick up on a lot of little things. Like even if I wasn't in the same room, like I could hear the show. Sometimes I would be coming downstairs and you wouldn't be paying attention that I'm there because I was so little. That's so good. Yeah. That's a point for parents too. We have to be conscious of how we're communicating, when we're communicating, is it the right time, whether you're single, whether you're married, and you're having important conversations or adult conversations with your spouses or whatever. Our kids are listening. Our kids hear more than what we think they hear. We think they're asleep, but they're they're snooping. We think they're in bed, but they're up listening. I don't know how many times my daughter has repeated conversations, even conversations that I've been on the phone. So you got to be careful <laughs> and making sure that they're hearing the right things because your kids will be the first ones to throw back at you something that you said that maybe you shouldn't have said and you're trying to teach them, but you're not living what you're teaching. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Um, this ties into what we were just talking about. Okay. Did you plan me? Wow, you're getting <laughs> deep, girl. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm trying to try to make a long story short. So, um, at the time that I got pregnant with Holly, I was 20 years old, and um, I was not trying to have a baby, so I wasn't purposely trying to have a child but Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to have a baby and get pregnant so at the time Holly's dad and I were talking about having a child and it's so crazy because at the time that we were having these conversations y'all we had just got saved we have both joined this church back home in North New Jersey and we were taking our um, new members classes together and I got baptized again for the second time. Y'all know the second time when y'all kids and then y'all get baptized again. <laughs> and then he had got baptized. And literally two weeks after I got baptized, I was pregnant. And I just felt so like, oh my goodness, like I just made a significant change in my life and trying to do things right. And we were like, we were not going to have sex. And yes, I was not a virgin. Um, before marriage okay so yeah and we were just like we're not gonna have sex we're gonna do the right thing and da 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 boom angel's pregnant um so I always knew that I wanted to have a baby and I and with him um to be honest um so 
my ex-husband does have another child and I saw how much of how much happiness um, he showed by wanting to be a father and the things that he would do and take care of her and, you know, always thinking about her and buying things for her. And it just drew me to love him even more that I always knew, okay, he's going to be an excellent father when I have my child. So when I got pregnant, I was like, oh, it was a shock because it wasn't the time that we were planning to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but things moved super, super fast for us during that time. So to bring it back, um, we did not plan, but I always knew I wanted to have a baby. I always wanted to be a mom. Okay. <laughs> um, another question. Hmm. Do you stalk my social media page? Oh, <laughs> good question. Okay. So I do. I do. I do stalk my daughter's <laughs> social media page. So Holly's been begging for social media, Instagram and Snapchat and all of that good stuff for years. And I just was one of those parents like, nope, you will not have social media. I don't want you looking at certain things. I don't want creepers contacting you. I don't trust everybody. You know, you might post too much you know, information and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Um, So when she turned 13, I agreed to let her have social media and she downloaded an Instagram. And boy, do I even feel like today that was probably the worst decision ever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have to be honest as a parent because I feel like my daughter's seen a lot on social media that I probably wouldn't want her to see Um, every day just to watch to listen to to read you know you can't control what your child is exposing themselves to when they're on their phone now Mm -hmm. you can teach them to you know that's not appropriate that type of music is may not be a good music to feed your spirit or watching that may not be you know something good to watch you know that might start um, you know creating temptations and desires in you that you never thought you had you know things like that and um, I want to be mindful of that. So we have an open policy here at mm-hmm. my home. If I pay that cell phone bill, that phone is mine. I'm just <laughs> lending it to you. When I say phone is up, phone is up. When I say give me that phone, the phone is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, There's plenty of times my daughter is knocked out snoring and I go into that phone. <laughs> I go into that room and get that phone. I'm looking at text messages, phone calls out, phone calls in. I'm looking at internet search history. I'm looking at DMs. I'm looking <laughs> at pictures in the phone erased. I'm looking at everything. And that's not to say that, you know, my daughter's sneaky or she's doing something that, you know, she shouldn't be doing. I'm looking at um, not just her, but her friends, communications between her friends, who's saying what, who's messaging her um, and, and protecting her. But I'm also helping protect them kids, too. Um, it was so funny. One time a couple of years ago, Holly was in um, a group chat with a couple of friends, girls and guys from like her school. And it was so funny. I would go through their little messages and see what they're talking about because I want to know what my daughter's friends are talking about. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody had mentioned something. It wasn't too nothing too left field. But then somebody in the group text was like, um, you know, keep it PG. Holly's mom be checking her phone. <laughs> and I cracked up laughing it was so funny I was like yeah they know 
Holly's mom be on it. Yes. I don't want to see anything crazy because I'm big. I'm, I'm up for this. Listen, I know there's a lot of parents that do not check their kids' phones. And you can tell by what they post on social media, the conversations they're having with other people, their parents don't check their phone. They have crazy pictures. They're posting crazy pictures, inappropriate stuff. And I'm just not having it. I will shut it down. You will not have a phone. <laughs> so I stalk Kylie's social media. I see who she's talking to, who she's not talking to. I can see everything. Um, and that my job as her mom is to protect her. And the only way that I can protect her is one, by prayer, and two, by being present, fully present on purpose. And that's present in that phone. <laughs> I feel like the main reason why I wanted social media was because I felt like I was ready like I may be on social media a lot but I feel like I know how to move like a move away or cut off the temptations of social media because I feel like mm -hmm. a parent can teach a child to constantly not look at stuff you you know not to um fall into that trap but the world is go is going to be full of temptations. There are temptations everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you can't keep mm -hmm. a child away from tem temptations as much as you try to. Because it's everywhere. It's everywhere you go. So I feel like it, as long as you teach them to not fall into it, then I feel like they're good. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. <laughs> Check them phones, parents. <laughs> okay. Um, another question. When did you start partying? When did I start partying? Mm -hmm. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think because I know growing up, okay, so I'm the only child, you guys. My parents do not have any other kids. Yes, I probably was spoiled years ago, but once I had my daughter, that was out the door. I'm no longer spoiled. My daughter gets everything I was getting. <laughs> um, so I'm, my family, we had parties. So like I had the biggest banging birthday parties every year. Um, when I got to high school, I want to say when I got to high school, that probably was the first time I partied. So I remember my, my sister cousin, Mia. Um, she's three years older than me and our birthdays are in June. And when we got to high school, I was in the ninth grade. She was in the 12th grade. It was so crazy. But I hung out with all the 12th graders. All of my cousins were older, her brothers. And I have older other cousins, boys who were older as well in high school. And I remember we were like, let's just have a party together. It was the end of the school year. Both our birthdays are in June. And I remember we invited like our whole high school. And when I say this party was so lit. <laughs> It was jumping that we had it right in the back of my grandmother's house and we had the whole block. It was so much fun. I think that was like my first real high school party. It was bananas. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. But I, now I, I'm thinking like that's the difference between then and now because like I've only had one party at our house. Well, actually I have had something when yes. I was younger, but like one party where it was just you mainly chaperone it. <laughs> and that was that was mm -hmm. me now, like 13, 14. <laughs> but wow. yeah. There I feel well. like that's probably your difference in parenting, but yeah. 
Yes. And um, that was, you know what? Honestly, I think that was a test for mm-hmm. you and I, if I can be truly okay. honest. So, guys, this year, um, Super Bowl Sunday, I let Holly have a co-ed shindig at my house. Um, I let her, I said, hey, six or seven friends, you can invite them. I need to speak to all their parents, make sure they know where it's going to be, who's going to be here, that, you know, it's a safe environment. Um, If there are any parents that I have not met before, I would like to meet them. And then, you know, we can have this at the house. But honestly, I feel like that was a test for myself and you because I wanted to get my daughter around a group of friends that I hear her talk to all the time on the phone, text Mm -hmm. messaging, the kids she hang out with on the bus when they go to trips at school. She's around this certain group of kids. So I wanted to get my daughter in an an atmosphere outside of school to kind of see how she interacts with these kids. And then also for me, you know, would I be comfortable with my daughter having co-ed gatherings? Um, You know, is she trustworthy? You know, we're building that trust. She's a a teenager. She's growing. She's finding her way. Um, So it was, and it it actually went really, really well. The kids are super respectful. Um, And of course I was, you know, all in the mix. (laughs) Um, They were teaching me dances (laughs) and, you know, and I was walking around the house looking at what they doing, what they watching, listening to the music. Oh my gosh, y'all, my ears. <laughs> listening to the music that they listen to. It wasn't too bad. Um, but um, I think it actually worked. I think I got out of it what I needed to. And I think Holly yeah. did too. And I think she appreciated having that time at home with her friends, cool environment, safe environment. And um, I think the parents were happy. As yes, well. it was very fun, and I, and like knowing that it went well. Um, you said like after this, we need a very long break. I feel like it's been long enough. Like it was so fun. <laughs> I'm ready to have another one. Like right after, right oh, after, it, like I was just ready to have another one. But my mom needed a break. <laughs> but well, I don't know, cause how COVID nineteen oh, yeah. looking right now. Yeah. Oh. We might not be having no private gatherings with outside of the yeah. immediate family for a little while. <laughs> well, that is our time for our first episode of Mom, Let's Be Honest. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And I want to send a special, special, special Mother's Day shout out to all the moms. (laughs) Yes, it is Mother's Day. We celebrate you. We honor you. I pray that every child in your life, whether biological or not, does something super special for you today. And shout out to my mom, Holly's grandma, Rhonda. (laughs) We love you, mom. (laughs) And check us out next week for our next episode called can you be your child's best friend? <laughs> mm. See you guys next Bye. time. Later. <laughs> <laughs>